I'm Damian Bulwa. Today on Fifth and Mission, a big day for the A's proposed waterfront ballpark. Will the team keep playing baseball in Oakland, or might they start looking for a new home, perhaps near football's Raiders in Las Vegas? We'll learn a lot at a meeting today of the Oakland City Council. The city and A's have been negotiating for a while whether to make a deal on a $12 billion development at Howard Terminal that's just west of Jack London Square. But big questions remain, among them whether this is the right site instead of building a new stadium at the current Coliseum location. And perhaps the biggest fight is over financing, essentially how much taxpayer money should go to an A's project that includes not only a ballpark, but housing, offices, restaurants, retail, and more. My guests to talk about it are Sarah Ravani, who covers Oakland for the Chronicle, along with sports columnist Scott Osler. Sarah and Scott, how are you doing? Good, Damien. Good, Damien. How are you? Good, thanks. We get into some of the details, guys, but first off, is this Tuesday council meeting make or break for the A's? That is really the big question here. Tuesday's vote is on a non-binding term sheet which really just lays out the framework of what will be captured in the final development agreement. There are still a lot of other approvals and documents that need to be finalized before a final term sheet can be developed and voted on. But the A's have really pushed for this vote. I I would say that Tuesday is make or break. Uh, Unless Dave Cavill is the ultimate BSer and blusterer, he's made it very clear that the time is up. This is not time to do go on to the next stage of negotiations and drag it on, drag it on. That Tuesday is the deal, that they either sign on to a good part of of the A's deal or it's all over. And maybe this is typical negotiating, bamboozling, bluster and stuff, but he makes it sound very convincing, Cavill does, that this is it. All right, that's Dave Cavill, the A's president. Sarah, I want to ask you about that term sheet. They may not vote on the A's term sheet, what the A's want. They may vote, vote on what the city has put forward, right? That's right. Um, so the A's and the city, you know, have not come to an agreement on some really key issues. One is for financing on infrastructure upgrades, transportation upgrades, and the other is affordable housing. Um, the A's put out a term sheet in April, and that's the one they're kind of standing behind and the one that they want to vote on. But the city has said that their proposed financial plan is not fiscally responsible and puts a lot of burden on taxpayers. So there's still a lot to be figured out. um, And we'll see if they've figured it out in time for the vote. All right. In basic terms, what are the differences between what the A's and the city are looking for? So the A's proposed creating two infrastructure financing districts. Infrastructure financing districts are created, you know, to finance public infrastructure projects and are commonly used for big development projects. The A's want one on the site, the Howard Terminal site, where they would have their new waterfront ballpark. But they also want an IFD on a larger swath of Jack London Square. And the city is like, no way on that second IFD. Um, Instead, the city is proposing having just the one IFD on the Howard Terminal site, but with county buy-in. So they want the the Alameda County Board of Supervisors to vote and be a part of the IFD so that they could use the property tax, you know, the increments from the city and the county to fund the infrastructure, both on-site and off-site. There's still at least $351 million that need to be funded to make this project happen. 
that either side doesn't really know where that money is going to come from if they go the one IFD route. The city has said they could apply for, you know, regional, state, uh, federal funds potentially to finance it. I think they're also discussing some other ways to kind of fund that. But the A's have pretty much said, no way, we're not paying for that. You need to figure it out. So, Scott, do you think they're just too far apart? I do think they're too far apart. $350 million is a lot. And what they're talking about is the difference between one IFD and two IFDs. And the way I understand it, you can't really do a half an IFD or a quarter of an IFD. You either do, you either do one or you don't. And the city is saying no to number two IFD. And that, that means that $350 million bucks has got to... They got to find that somewhere and it's just not laying around. All right. But it did seem like they were at least coming together on some of the smaller issues. Right, Sarah? Yeah. So one, you know, one big factor for the city is the non-relocation agreement. Um, You know, the A's had previously said they would sign a 20 year non-relocation agreement. These IFDs last for 45 years. And the city came back and said, well, no, we want 45 years because we want you to be here for the duration of the IFD that's going to fund this huge development that you're that you're building. Um, and the A's seem to have come a little bit closer to an agreement. They have agreed to 30 years. Um, and the other, you know, aspect here is affordable housing. Um, there's been some concession, but really that's also still up for debate. All right. But the A's have said that they may provide some affordable housing, as as people know, in development projects all around the Bay Area. There's usually a set aside, a certain percentage of affordable housing for people that make a certain amount and qualify. And the A's have signaled that they may be willing to do some, correct? The A's have said they will adhere to redevelopment laws. The city has an affordable housing law that requires developers to build a certain number of affordable units in all projects or to pay an impact fee. The A's have said, you know, they're they're offering $450 million in community benefits from the project generated revenues, so from the IFDs, and they are saying the city can use those funds to build whatever they want. They can use those funds to build affordable housing, they can use those funds for whatever else that will benefit the community. But the city is, you know, kind of standing hard and saying, we want you to build 450 affordable units in your proposed 3,000 residential unit development. And we want, as part of the community benefits package, a separate 450 units in that area to either be constructed, preserved, or have like anti-displacement, you know, strategies. Which to me, that kind of shows to me the tone deafness of the A's proposal because if you drive around Howard Terminal or anywhere in Oakland, you're going to see a ton of homeless stuff, right? You're going to see a ton of poor people living on the street. These are t- tough times. And for the A's to come out and say, we don't want any part of this affordable housing stuff is really kind of, was kind of shocking. It was certainly shocking to some member, several members of the city council when they heard it. Scott, I want to ask you about something you wrote recently, which was saying to the A's, hey, you, you're putting a message out there that this is make or break, but there's a lot of complicated issues. Let's, we don't need to be in such a hurry. Well, it's extremely complicated, and we've got a lot of, the city does, has a lot of financial people on the outside weighing all these proposals and the ramifications, all this stuff. And I'm told, anyway, that projects of this magnitude don't pop up in a year or two or even three. They take a decade or more. For instance, somebody told me that the Giants... Uh, current project in Mission Bay, uh, 
has been in the works. It's, it started as an idea from idea to groundbreaking took more than 12 years. But Scott, the A's would say that the Coliseum's crumbling and there's well, no more time. Well, it's not really crumbling. What's crumbling is their credibility, I think. But they could play there for two or three more years, if, especially if they had a light at the end of the tunnel, you know, a ballpark waiting. The Coliseum's not going to fall down. You know, Fenway Park is still standing. It was built in, what, 1915 or something like that. So the Coliseum's doing okay. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, more with Scott Osler and Sarah Ravani on the A's ballpark proposal on Fifth Mission. We'll be right back. You can support Fifth Mission and the newsroom that creates it by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app. Welcome back to Fifth and Mission. I'm Damian Bullwood, joined by Chronicle staff writer Sarah Ravani, who covers Oakland, and sports columnist Scott Osler. We're talking about the A's ballpark proposal. It goes to a key vote today at the Oakland City Council. Sarah, what happens if the A's are able to move forward, if, if what they want passes? What are the steps that would still need to be taken? This isn't by any means the end of the road. No, it is not. There are still a lot of things that need to be figured out. For one, you know, the city released an environmental impact report earlier this year, but it was just a draft. And they received like 400 comments to that report. It was a super long report that went through all aspects of the project, looked at transportation. It looked at, you know, the environmental issues, um, just everything associated with what would be what would need to happen for this project to move forward. Um, they received hundreds of comments and they're in the process of addressing those comments right now. And they say, you know, at best, the earliest that they could release a final environmental impact report is in late September and maybe even early October. And then on top of that, you know, if, um, if that happens, the community benefits package still needs to be figured out and ironed out. And, you know, if the A's do agree to the one single IFD, the county still needs to vote and agree to be a part of it. If the county decides that they don't want any part of it, then the project stalls yet again. Okay, and you're talking about the county board of supervisors, and we haven't even talked about <laughs> the issues that have been raised by the Port of Oakland. They have their own concerns about putting a ballpark there. Also, several other uh, commit BCDC and other yeah. in, uh, government groups that have to sign off on the project. Exactly. And they have to find the A's and everybody. The A's have to find financial partners. This isn't going to be John Fisher's $12 billion. He has to find uh, investors. So another piece of the puzzle. All right. What about the Oakland Coliseum site? I mean, a lot of people have pointed out that it's the access from BART is fantastic. What about that site? And why isn't that still an option? Well, here's here's that that is very confusing because Major League Baseball came out recently and said, we support the A's at Howard Terminal because the Coliseum is not viable. And from recent comments by the baseball commissioner, the reason baseball feels that's not viable is because now the Coliseum property is under joint ownership. Half the property has been promised to sale to the A's and the other half is still owned by the city and they plan to sell it to somebody else. Could be selling it to the A's, they could sell it to another party. So the A's could wind up with only owning half that property so any that complicates any kind of development on the Coliseum. And the reason we're winding up with that situation is because the A's took so long dithering and everything 
about ballparks over the years that finally the county just said to hell with it. And they sold half their half of the property to the A's. Sarah, what kind of sentiment is there on the council for going in the A's direction? Uh, is there a lot of concern about losing a team? The, the city has already lost a football and a basketball team. Is there any way that the council ha- might go to the A's term sheet? That's a really good question. I mean, I think a lot of council members feel pressure from A's fans to keep the A's in Oakland. Um, You know, fans have really laid it on thick. You can see it on social media, tweeting at council members to keep the A's in Oakland. Um, The the council has been really clear, though. Um, They want the A's to stay, but they also want to create a deal that's good for taxpayers and good for the city. They don't want to, you know, get stuck in a deal that puts a lot of burden on taxpayers, that affects communities that are have been disproportionately impacted by projects like this in the past. You know, West Oakland has a deep history. Um, so I think, I think what was really clear in the study session last week, you know, with the city council members is that they really want to hold the A's accountable here. They want a good deal. They want affordable housing. They want to make sure that their general purpose fund is protected. They want to make sure taxpayers are protected while also coming up with a deal that will keep the A's here. There's pressure on the city council and the mayor, not only because fans want the A's to stay in town, but uh, they don't want it. So they don't want to be seen as the people who let the last pro team go. But also they don't want to blow a chance at a really cool development uh, at at the waterfront, you know, because if they if things work out and they could reach an agreement, then the A's would come in and clean up Howard Terminal, all the toxic waste. They would build a whole new thing down that revitalized that part of the city. So you don't want to be the killjoy that, that threw the wet blanket on a, on a city re- revitalizing project. Well, you also don't want to be the council that voted yes on something that ends up costing exactly. the city exactly. a lot of money. They're in a, they're in a tough position. You can see the negotiation. I want to also go back to you, Scott, uh, on a similar issue. I mean, for legacy, the A's also may move out. John Fisher, the owner, would have on his legacy being one of these owners that that moved away from a city and, and abandoned it. Um, and I know you've you've written about that. It's it's no small thing. Well, I certainly don't know John Fisher because he's kind of a reclusive guy in terms of sports writers and, and people in my business. We don't really have much input with him. But it, it strikes me as he's a guy that wouldn't really care if uh, people, in, if he'd moved the team to Las Vegas, let's say, and had a brand new ballpark up there and started a new in Las Vegas. If people in Oakland remember him as the bad guy who took the team out of town, I don't think that would bother him as long as he made a lot of money and, and moved on. And, you know, he'd be, he'd be well-liked in Las Vegas, I'm sure, you know, like Mark Davis. So I, I don't think uh, John Fisher's worried about his legacy in Oakland. I could be wrong. Scott, should the A's be in the land development business at all? I mean, it's a huge project. It goes way beyond baseball. Well, that's the thing. There's been many new ballparks in recent years, but there hasn't been anything. Well, the Rams, for instance, put a, a, built a new uh, football stadium in Los Angeles, and that was a huge development, and there was a huge development around that. But for the most part, uh, ballparks are ballparks, and sometimes there's development around it. But this is more of a gigantic development that also includes a little bit of an element of a ballpark. So this is kind of brand-new territory. Um, you know, it's not like John Fisher and, and Dave Cavill came in and said, we want a ballpark and 
and maybe a hotel and some apartments and stuff. They came in and said, we want a ballpark and an, almost an entire new city at the port. And it's, it's pretty dramatic and high stakes stuff. It's kind of unprecedented. Sarah, this meeting today starts at 9 a.m. As someone who watches a lot of Oakland City Council meetings, what, sh- what do you expect for people that haven't watched them before? What should they expect? I think it's going to be a really long meeting. I think there's going to be a lot of public comment from all sides. People um, who are A's fans are going to call in and urge the city council to you know, pass the project, keep the A's in Oakland. And I think there's going to be a lot of groups that are going to call in and demand that the city council you know, makes affordable housing happen on this really once-in-a-lifetime development proposal. They're going to demand that the city holds the A's accountable as the city council and the city staff have been trying to do in terms of financing, in terms of public financing. So I think you'll hear a wide array of opinions tomorrow in the council meeting. And then you'll probably hear a really robust conversation from council members. You know, council members, because of Brown Act, because of the Brown Act, they can't discuss this project with one another in closed doors. So they're really going to be having an extensive conversation on the project tomorrow. All right, let's end it there. Sarah Ravani and Scott Osler, thanks for coming on. Thanks, Damien. Thanks for having us. Thanks to my guest today, Scott Osler, a Chronicle Sports columnist, and Sarah Ravani. She covers Oakland for the newspaper. To King Kaufman for producing this episode, and thank you for listening. <laughs>